Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Off the Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush. And guys, happy Valentine's Day. I am one of the most basic bitches. I fucking love Valentine's Day. I think it's cute. I think it's sweet. I think because my mom hated it so much growing up that I just inevitably uh, fell in love with it because that's just my ridiculous type of personality. But anyway, what is everyone doing for Valentine's? Um, Danny apparently has something planned. He said that he has something planned for me because I, I told him straight out the gate. I said, listen, I love Valentine's Day. I love it. I love the pink. I love the hearts. I love the candies, the cookies, the flowers, the bears, the chocolate. I love everything about it. I think it's sweet. And so I'm kind of excited to see what he has in store. Um, you know, people do say like, don't set your expectations too high because that's how like you get disappointed. And I got to tell you, my expectations are a little high. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm excited nonetheless. And I just hope everybody has like an absolutely amazing Valentine's. And you know what? If you're single, you celebrate yourself. I know that sounds fucking lame, but like this is the first time in a really long time that I've had a boyfriend, like an actual boyfriend during Valentine's. I'm trying to think. Yeah, this is the first time in since 2017 that I've had a Valentine. That's like my real boyfriend. Um, I've had like situationships like throughout like, you know what I mean? Like where you're like, we're kind of dating each other, but like we're not official. And then it's like weird because you're like, what do I do? And I always like was the one that like overcompensated for like the relationship. I was always like, okay, like I, I would always do things. And I'm like, why the fuck am I doing that? So I have to get Danny something for Valentine's Day. I feel like it's more of like a girly holiday. Like, you know, we do so much as women and I just feel like it's our day to be celebrated. I mean, I get that we should be celebrated every single day. I'm rambling. Um, I'm so sorry. So anyway, I want to talk to you guys about first. I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl. I'm going to talk about Summer House premiere. Oh, snooze. I'm going to talk about Giselle and Jason from Winter House. Apparently they're an item. I, I, I don't know what's going on there, but um, yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, the Super Bowl. I'm one of those people where like I don't follow sports. Like I don't really know the ins and the outs. I don't know who's being traded, who's starting, who's the captain, who's the coach. I know nothing. I barely know what cities these 
these people are in. Like, I, I, I mean, honestly, except for Kansas City, like that's pretty self-explanatory. But you guys know what I mean. Like, if you held up a logo of a sports team and had me guess, like, I don't know if I would be able to tell you. But I, I do enjoy like the camaraderie. I enjoy the the parties and the going to the bars to watch the game and like how into it people get. Like, I am totally all about that. And um, so I was really excited. Danny's friends uh, had a Super Bowl party <laughs> because, okay, let me tell you a quick little side story about last year. So last year I was single during the Super Bowl and I so was my friend Paige, who you guys know on this podcast. And um, her and I were like, let's go to the bar and like we're going to talk to some cuties. We're going to, you know, like it's like men are going to be everywhere. Okay. They weren't. Uh, the bars were crickets because then we learned that people go to houses for Super Bowl. They don't go out, which was a shock to us. We had no clue. Um, so that's just kind of like a fun little tidbit. We learned a big lesson that day. And um, anyway, so we went to Danny's friends and like the Super Bowl. I mean, everyone honestly was there for the Rihanna of it all, to be real. I mean, Rihanna had more viewers watching her halftime performance than there were people watching the Super Bowl. Like that's that's the power of Rihanna. Um so with the Super Bowl, I mean, I was kind of excited because I know that the Kelsey brothers were playing, you know, one on the Eagles, one on the Chiefs, and I was like really about that. I was very invested in the Mama Kelsey um aspect too because like she's just this little cutie and I'm like how do you even know who to root for like you got to root for both so she had a jersey made and like half of it was Chiefs half of it was Eagles she brought them cookies and Tupperware before the game <laughs> like she's so fucking cute I loved it um and then let's just get to the Rihanna part Rihanna ascends upon us on a moving platform and everyone in the party starts talking about her body And I'm telling you, I was getting so angry. I was like, she just had a baby. Like I was so on people's asses. I was like, let's not shame post-party body. You know, like she doesn't have to lose weight to be in the Super Bowl. I mean, people were texting me about it. And I was like, how dare you? Because in my mind, she like just gave birth like two months ago. Like, I feel like I told people that. I was like, no, you guys, like, mind you, I don't know these people. And I'm truly yelling at them, like, back the fuck off. Because I also think I have PTSD from the last time I watched the Super Bowl with a boyfriend. It was like, it was the Lady Gaga performance. And, um, oh God, Lady Gaga obviously <laughs> is an incredible performer and she killed it. And this fucking guy. I'm going to say his name on here because it's a nickname and it gives you a good visual of who I'm dealing with. His nickname was Stink. And he goes, oh, she's got that beer belly. I looked at him and I said, listen up, Stink. You are here in a basement. It's not even your house. And look at you. This woman is at the fucking Super Bowl, bitch. And you play on a beer league hockey team. Okay? Chill out. I was furious. So when people started talking about Rihanna's body, I was like, I my fight or flight kicked in and kicked in hard. Because I was like, how dare you? Like, I was so pissed. 
And then I got a look from the side and I was like, because then she kept performing and I thought she did phenomenal. The thing about Rihanna is she hasn't performed in six years, I believe five or six years. And she has hit after hit. Okay. And I was really just excited for her to be performing. I didn't need her to do like the fireworks and the water and the splashing and the I didn't need any of that. I just wanted her. And that is what she gave us. And that is the power of Rihanna, truthfully. Like she could have gone on a lot longer than she did. And people who are shaming her, I feel like the world is very harsh on people who perform at the Super Bowl. And I just want to remind everybody, this isn't a full-blown concert. This is a stage that they are putting up in two minutes and taking down in two minutes in the middle of a goddamn football field. Like, chill out. She's giving us a performance. People were on their feet. People were shaking their ass. Like, she was, she's obviously, now we know, she's pregnant. (laughs) So I felt stupid. But you know what? I, I would rather say what I said than, you know, just assume. So you know what they say about people who assume. And I really just thought she did an amazing job. And people were like, she's lip syncing. If you don't think every goddamn performer in an arena such as that lip syncs or has at least a backtrack behind them, you're out of your fucking mind. You just are. Because it's the acoustics of a stadium like that, the the volume at which you have to sing and the speakers and et cetera, like there has to be something. It's like when people were mad that, um, I think it was Mariah Carey was lip singing or something, um, at the new year's Eve bash. It's like, yeah, bitch, she's singing in the middle of Times Square. What are you fucking thinking? Just ridiculous. Chris Stapleton did a beautiful job singing the national anthem. I love Chris Stapleton. I'm a big staple head. I (laughs) I don't know. Um, Overall, I just think Rihanna did an amazing job and it was really beautiful seeing her like take it all in at the end and like that beautiful wide shot. I did get a little nervous because the platform she was on was moving and I don't believe she had a harness on. I don't think she did. That really made me real nervous. Like I didn't like that. I I, like my palms talking about it now or like I'm sweating. Um, Also, you know, had a big night. Jesus. Danny looked at me and he goes, Jesus had the best commercials tonight. I'm so confused. I don't understand why there are Jesus commercials like he gets us.com. Um, they really got you good. I'm not really sure how Jesus has all this money to be spending on Super Bowl commercials because I believe they're about $7 million each and he had a few. Um, he's really making a comeback. I, I'm not really sure what's going on there. And it just is weird because it's like, I don't know. I'm not going to go on that rant. I, I was going to go on a little bit of a rant, but I, not not today. Not on Valentine's of all days. Um, Yeah, that just was very odd because it's, I'll just say it. I think it's interesting that we just, as a society, just accept those type of things but it's like if there was like another commercial for another religion like I don't think people would be as like welcoming also Heather McDonald needs to shut the fuck up because she's posting crazy shit on 
social media. Her and Bethany Frankel are just really on one about how she's like, see, Rihanna did an amazing performance and it wasn't, they weren't praising Satan. Referring back to the Sam Smith, uh, Kim Petras performance from the Grammys. I'm like, can you get a fucking life, please? Seriously, it's it's a performance. It's a concert. It's really not that deep. Um, yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, it's just people need to get a grip. And Bethany, of course, can't fucking help herself. You know, she's always got to be chiming in about something. <sighs> she drives me nuts. It's like she's ruining her legacy. It's like she just can't stop herself. It's really upsetting. Mm. I'm on like my third cup of coffee. Not really. I'm on my second, but it's it's a big cup. Anyway, so there was a summer house premiere last night, which means that there was also the summer house premiere party. And Gibson Johns, an icon, was at the party and he's like updating us and he's like posting pictures and whatever. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, my fucking God, Giselle and Jason are here together. So we have known that Giselle and Jason from Winterhouse have been like canoodling, but it hasn't been like that talked about. I feel like it wasn't like a lit, um, it wasn't like an Ashley and Luke type of situation. So to see them together at this party, I'm like, good for you, bitch. And I've, I'm just happy that she's dating someone, having fun. Who knows if it's serious. So I did some digging. He is 36, which he's actually that's older than I than I thought. Um, I didn't think he was 36. Uh, for some reason, I thought he was like 31 and she's 52. I mean, she looks absolutely stunning, gorgeous, amazing. Um, but yeah, like I'm really here for it. I know her daughters are probably dragging the shit out of her. You know that their separate group chat is like, what the fuck is mom doing? She looks crazy. But I'm happy for Giselle. I hope that she finds love in a hopeless place. And um, yeah, it seems Danielle was missing from the premiere party, but I also think she's an Aspen. Excuse me. I also think she's an Aspen. So I don't really know what's going on there. But um, yeah, let's talk about the premiere. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Guys, what has happened to Summer House? This was like such a sweet little treat for me for years. I loved it. I loved it at season one, season two, the work of circus. You know, I was here for it. Season three and four popped off. Okay. We were living season five last season. Or no, not season five. Because now we're season seven. Um, Either way, they were all great from three to now or three to last season, I feel like we're really good. Oh my God. Sorry. My dog is a spaz. Anyway. And I just, I was a little concerned last season just because there was the Austin and then Craig and then Sierra acting a fucking fool. And just the way that these women just pile on Lindsay, it's like, get a fucking life. Honestly, 
I don't understand what their problem is with her. I don't get it. I don't think Lindsay is the easiest person to get along with. I'm sure she has her flaws. I mean, we know she does. But it's just now it's every single season and it's just getting really tired and old. And last year really rubbed me the wrong way, the way that they were talking about her miscarriage. Because it's like, who the fuck do you think that you are to talk about her miscarriage like this? It was so upsetting. And, I, you know, naturally, when I see people getting ganged up on like that, I feel bad for them. And I it almost makes me just side with them just out of fault. Um, because the way that Paige, Amanda and Sierra were acting last year was so disappointing. So disappointing. And I loved Paige. I did. And I think Sierra is just beautiful. Absolutely one of the most beautiful women we have on Bravo. But I think she's so fucking boring. And she makes terrible life choices and then makes it everyone else's problem. Like you loving Austin, that's on you, babe. That's on you. And you don't need to make it everybody else's problem. You don't need to come for Lindsay. Leave it alone. Because it's clearly Austin that has the issue, not Lindsay. And we know now that obviously Carl and Lindsay are dating. This is their first season together as a couple, um, which I'm really excited about. I do have to laugh that they I'm not shocked by this at all, but they are the couple that calls each other babe over and over and over again, like the worst of the worst. And um, yeah, it just really they're, they're funny together, in my opinion. I feel like they work really well together. They're best friends. They love the romance tale of it all. So it's like, just let them live, you guys. Let them be happy. These people have gone through so much. And Lindsay, with all of her relationships, Carl losing his brother and his sobriety journey, it's like, get the fuck off of them. Like, what is your problem? Why can't you just let them be? I don't, I don't get it. I don't, you guys, I just don't get it. But so last season, let me just tell you guys where I'm at. I mean, I kind of already did, but I'll keep going. It just, I was concerned because to me, the thing I liked about these people is they felt really relatable. They felt, you know, fun and silly and they didn't take themselves too seriously. And I don't know what the fuck happened during season six. I really think it all started to go downhill Um in season five, because they got a lot more popular. People during COVID watched the show. They caught up with it. They binged it kind of like what people did with Real Houses of Potomac. And um, they've just kind of gotten a little too big for their britches, in my opinion. Like, I need them to humble themselves. You are not Vanderpump Rules. You're not. The, the people of Vanderpump Rules really bled for their show. They gave us some of the most iconic episodes and seasons of television we have ever seen and I need Summer House to remember they have not they're a good show they're an easy watch I enjoy looking at them and following along on their journeys but I'm not at all invested in like lover boy and its success you know like I, it just isn't the same and even you know with Southern Charm in a way, I feel similarly as I do with Vanderpump a little bit. I'm talking like so, so little that they gave us so much. Um, it, they gave us so much for the show. They gave us, you know, 
a lot in the early days. I do think that that show should have been put out to pasture many moons ago, but that's just not the reality we're living in, unfortunately. So I don't know. I just need Summer House to like get back in the groove. Um, just chill out. Stop trying to be something that you're not. I don't know. I just I I don't know you guys. I just have I have a feeling about it. Um. Anyway, so let's talk about the premiere. Overall, I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this episode out of five flip flops. I'm going to give it two flip flops. I am was bored. I was like, this is it. This is all we're getting. I don't understand who the fuck these new people are. Why am I supposed to care about them? They have no real relation or friendship to anyone in um, the house. I don't understand. Like, I just don't get it. So obviously, Amanda and Kyle are the first ones to get into the house. Um, And then they start talking. Uh, Guys, I really was having a hard time following. What is this law about bedrooms? That feels insane. I've never heard of this. Is there a law about the amount of bedrooms you can have? It just doesn't, you know, it just really doesn't make any sense um, at all. And so they start like going around the house and they're like, oh God, like, where is this person going to sleep? Where is this person? I'm like, why is there so many people coming? Why are there so many fucking people coming that I do not care about? I don't care. And here's the thing. I'm all about bringing in new people as long as there's like a real relation and connection to the group, not just like, oh yeah, this girl's just has a summer free. So let's bring her on. It's just like not working for me. Um, Kyle still has a moment and I do have to laugh because he was like, yo, this is the summer I'm growing up. You're 47 years old. What the fuck are you talking about? He's, but then in the same breath, he goes, this is going to be the best summer of my life. I'm like, sir, please chill. Him and Amanda seem to be like doing OK. They don't seem to be having a lot of tension. I feel like it's giving very Katie and Schwartz energy after they got married where they're like, OK, like we kind of like resigned ourselves that this is what's happening. I do predict that they'll probably divorce in a few years, just like Katie and Schwartz. Um, but I... I don't know. I really don't like I'm not even going to go there. Um, I was going to say something, but I'm not going to. Uh, anyway, so they're like picking the bedrooms, you know, then Paige introduces us to her friend Gabby, who I'm like, was Gabby on Winter House? I didn't watch Winter House, you guys. So I don't know. My bad. Bravo historian. Who the fuck are you? I had for my own mental health, my own emotional well-being, I had to not watch it because I just couldn't take those idiots, those clowns. You know who I'm talking about any longer, um, which they're not going to be in next season of Winter House because they are filming Southern Charm. Bravo finally heard our battle cries. Thank you, Jesus. Um, anyway, so we're introduced to this Gabby character. I find her to be so beautiful. Um, she has very uh, page-like energy about her, and I do enjoy that she's a Zodiac girly. Uh, we needed one in the house, and her chart is aggressive. You know, she's got a Taurus sun, a Scorpio moon, and did she say Virgo rising? Leo rising? 
all I know is there's a lot happening there and not enough water, you know, or no, Scorpio is a water sign, but I mean, we can combust at any moment. And people who are Zodi or Scorpio moons, that it's aggressive because your moon, sorry, your moon is like your real personality and like what you really are. Like I'm a Sagittarius moon and I'm a Sagittarius rising with a Scorpio sun. So I got a lot of Sag in my chart. It's very obvious. Um, I think of myself more as a Sagittarius than a Scorpio, actually, because Scorpio, except for in the sense that I do love or hate things. I never really am indifferent about anything. Um, Yeah, that's where I'm at. So if you (laughs) I don't know why I'm telling anybody any of this like you care. But um, yeah, so I enjoyed her. I thought she was like fun and I'm interested to see her dynamic in the house. Um, because she has a very strong personality. So I'm really excited about that. I thought Paige looked adorable with her little Bob. You know, I have such a soft spot in my heart for Paige. Like as much as I get pissed and annoyed about her and I just truthfully think Craig is like her downfall. Um, I, I can't help but find her so charming. I do. I find her charming and cute and you know, I like her little outfits and that's my truth, you know? And so they get to the house um, and I thought it made sense what they said about the girls sharing the bedrooms, like having it her and Sierra in the bed. That fucking headboard, that driftwood headboard haunts me every single day. Haunts me. I hate that fucking thing. I think it's so disgusting and so ugly and it's so like loud. You know what I mean? Like you walk in and you're like, oh, fuck, like. I don't want to sleep next to driftwood. That's not ideal for me. But so it's like the two queen beds or king beds in a room facing each other. It's the setup is so fucking weird. But I kind of like it because it forces people to be together and that causes drama and friction. But I have to say it made sense what Paige said. She was like, okay, it'll be me, Sierra, Maya and Gabby in a room. And then they were like, well, what about the Sam girl? Let's talk about Sam. We meet Sam she is friends of Amanda, which I would like to know how they met. We're just told that they're friends. She's 25 years old. Amanda is 30. I don't know in what world that... I don't know. Call me crazy. Maybe I'm just... I don't know. So anyway, anyway, um, we meet her and Paige is like, tell me about yourself. Like, Tell me everything. And she does. She takes that and runs with it. And Paige is like regretting every fucking decision she's ever made. She's literally disassociating. This girl's going on and on and on about how she wanted to be a journalist. This girl just saw How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and 13 going on 30 and was like, I'm going to be a journalist in quotes. And she worked for Cosmo. I'm not sure what she does now. I Maybe she still does. She's She's a lot. She's really a lot. And I don't buy for a fucking second that she gets up at 6 a.m. or whatever the fuck, gets 10,000 steps in, works six hours, goes out and has dinner and drinks, gets home at three and does it all over again. Bitch, go to sleep. Go to sleep. That's going to wreak havoc on you if that's truly what you're doing, which I don't think it is. I think she's making it up. I think she's a liar face, quote Vicky Gumbelson. And I just don't enjoy her energy. Like if we're going to have married couples in the house, a la Amanda and Kyle, or just couples in general who are like in their 30s, let's commit to that. I don't need 22-year-olds, 25-year-olds. I want 
late 20s and up. Okay. Because this is just not the energy I'm enjoying. And there's just no real relationship there. Like I've said, I just was not enjoying it. Um, What she was bringing. I truthfully, the photographer dude is so unforgettable to me. Uh, No, he's so forgettable. Excuse me. I don't remember his name. I don't find him fun. I don't find him interesting. I don't again I don't know who he is and I don't know why I'm supposed to care about this person like just stick to the original crew you guys stick to the OGs and then give us Andrea we love Andrea where the fuck is our Italian stallion he gave us looks he gave us pizzazz he gave us charm he gave us charisma he gave us spaghetti where the fuck is he so annoying. Like you're telling me I've had to be stuck with Austin fucking Kroll for 10 years, but I can't get Andrea for two seasons. Are you fucking kidding? So frustrating. Like, I don't know what Bravo is thinking over there. I don't know what the fuck they're doing because they're not listening to us. And sometimes, you know, I always say like maybe Bravo shouldn't because they're the professionals and we're just idiots. But sometimes, especially with like shows like this, I'm like, why? Like, who's making this choice? <laughs> who's doing this? Because this is not something anybody wants. The cast doesn't even want this. Um, Maya shows up. Immediately, she starts talking shit on Lindsay, saying that, you know, she asked Carl if he wanted to smoke a joint after their family feud game. And Lindsay got pissed. And basically, like, they went off on each other in the car. And Lindsay was like, you want to fuck Carl? And Maya's like, I don't. I was just wanting to smoke with him. (laughs) Like, What? And they're all talking about Lindsay. The name on everybody's lips is Lindsay, per usual. And I'm just like, aren't you guys tired of this? Aren't you tired of talking about the same person over and over and over again? And then Carl and Lindsay show up super late, which is just not like them. I think they hit a lot of traffic. And um, she hugs Maya like she's like, hey, girl, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's weird, but it is, you know, that Lindsay's a professional. And things seem fine with Lindsay and the rest of the girls. You know, she's polite to everybody. She hugs them. She moves on. Um, You know, I do miss Carl's thighs. He seems to have lost weight, but I miss those golden thighs. Beautiful, beautiful legs, beautiful stems. And uh, yeah, that will be missed this year. Those little short shorts that he wears, that big juicy ass. And he's got those legs. It's like, mm, mm. but Carl is now on like a, a sobriety he's still on his sobriety journey um he you know him and Maya have a conversation and she's just like really hurt because she's like you were a friend to me and I really do I remember that last year like they had a really good connection friendship wise because Maya is normal she's not like a raging partier she's not like you know staying up till 4 a.m every single night or Carl wasn't either so that was nice and then of course you get we are now starting to see a little bit of friction between Carl and Kyle which is really sad we know now that uh, Carl is no longer with Loverboy which we all could have predicted that you know a million years ago and that this friendship really makes me sad like I they are best friends I think people forget that Lindsay Carl and Kyle were genuinely best friends when the show started like they were in a real friend group together they really knew each other care about each other and so to see them use Lindsay as the scapegoat as to like Carl changing it's like no I think Carl's just growing up 
And it's probably not in his best interest to be working for an alcohol company while he's sober and touring the country carrying that fucking company on his back. Okay. Him and Amanda carry that company on their back. Amanda's like design, I think, is incredible. I think she's so talented. Um, I feel like she could go out on her own and do something like fashion wise, but that's just me. And um, so I think she's got a really good eye for that stuff. But Kyle's just being it's just making me sad, you know, overall, like I said, two flip flops for this for this episode. It just wasn't good. Um, I thought it was boring. Frankly, I do hope it picks up. I'm sure it will. Like once the season gets going, we get parties and whatever. But right now I'm like, what do we got going? What's this? What is this? You know, so that's all I have for today, really. Like I said, happy Valentine's to everybody. I love you all so much. You're all my Valentine's. If you feel like you don't have anybody, you have me. And I will see you guys all on Friday where I'll be recapping New Jersey, Vanderpump, and Miami. And I can't wait. So please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And I will see you guys soon. Bye. A Media Production.